I didn't. You didn't call me a philistine. You you called me a. I, think I uh, strongly suggested a, that you a, were a philistine. A, 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 you called me a knowledgeable. Uh, strongly uh, suggested. <laughs> on the basis of yeah. very little background knowledge that you were incorrect about. I, no, you were. I mean, you were totally right. I mean, I'm not I did sure. I, I'm not sure myself. I was. I'm not sure I was, but I think listeners yeah. like it when we shout at each other sometimes. <laughs> um, I really no. I mean, you're right. I mean, it can't be both Baroque and the Platonic I'm ideal. I'm honestly not sure that that's the case. I mean, look, there's got to be a Platonic <laughs> ideal of Baroque art, right? Hmm. Is the Platonic hmm. ideal of Baroque art itself Baroque? I have to go to the bathroom. I will be right back. You're listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast with a portrait of itself somewhere in the attic that's getting prettier. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Jonathan Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, believe it or not, today is Thursday, the 19th of October, 1978, and we are looking at a monumental Garfield strip. John, you might not know this, Hmm. but today is the 123rd ever Garfield strip. That's right. Big anniversary. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, what do you call it? There's a word for that, like like uh, uh, that kind of number. Isn't alphabetical, there? John. The number is in alphabetical order. Um, <laughs> we're not right. going to get another one like that for over 1,000 strips. <laughs> <laughs> like the next time that happens, well, but, we'll but be not like, just alphabetical order, consecutive. Yeah, consecutive like, is yeah. the word. Like the next. They're, con- they're, consecu- they're consecutive uh, whole numbers. Mm-hmm. So right. we're not getting uh, that, would that be re- natural numbers. Natural yeah, numbers. Start, but next time yeah. we get that starting with one, will be strip number one thousand two hundred thirty-four. That will be like three years from now. Yeah, but one hundred and eleven strips from now, we're gonna we're gonna have two, three, four. It's not as exciting though. Eh. I mean, Says look, you. look, look. When we get to strip, I mean, w- when we get to strip three hundred and twenty-one, I'll uh, bake you a cake. Look, I mean, when you say that it's not as exciting, there's an implication there that one, two, three is exciting to begin with. I mean, it's a low bar. And I, I don't know if you want to make that assertion without, you know. Well, it's not, I, di- I didn't assert it, I implied it. No, you, you asserted it right off. You said, you said this, is, is, this is a significant I be- number. I believe the word I used was monumental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, oh that's, even, that's even more problematic. Because if you're saying it's monumental, then that, 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 uh, that denotes that it, it has, uh, it's imbued with some sort of meaning I mean, uh, in, in relation to some event or person or, uh, or something. I don't like know. It's com- I guess, I guess. No, 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 no. To say it's ah! monumental, it's, just, it's just, no, ah! you, you said it's monumental. What is it? What is it a monument to, motherfucker? Come on. I guess the thing is, we're recording this daily Garfield recap podcast, and I'm just grasping at straws trying to make it interesting. You know what I'm, look. What happened in today's trip? John, I'm just saying, what happens in today's trip, John? Um, today's trip? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the Garfield strip. Yeah, today's monumental um, 123rd ever Garfield strip. 
in today's episode of mm-hmm. Garfield mm-hmm. for Thursday, October 19th, mm-hmm. 1978, the notoriously high crime rates of the late 1970s color Garfield's views on the Second Amendment. Mm. Garfield getting increasingly political as late. I mean, that's how it seems to me. Do you do you buy that? I mean, that really, I mean, that's the only explanation for our podcast becoming increasingly political. No other possible explanation. (laughs) No, absolutely not. I mean. No. (laughs) All right. So in this in this uh, installment of Garfield, John, I wasn't really listening to you because I was checking out United States crime rates, historical statistics, because I wanted to make sure that I was actually right about the 1970s, you know, crime being notoriously high in the late 70s. And that that turns out to have been pretty accurate. Uh, Violent crime rates really went up in the U.S. throughout the 60s and 70s and peaked somewhere, you know, it looks like somewhere around the the, the 80s and they stay high and then they, they go back down again in the 90s. So I think that was a fair and accurate synopsis of Garfield. Chris, I'm sure what you said just now was really interesting, but (laughs) I I was too busy looking at the interesting number paradox on Wikipedia. I wouldn't be too sure about that. What is the interesting number paradox? It's the paradox. This is uh, definitely uh, a thing we should discuss today in relation to the number one, two, three. Now, you you were saying that I mean, you're talking about, you know, like this comic strip being so boring and this podcast being so meaningless. I believe uh, I called we this strip monumental, but okay. You did, but you <laughs> in the next breath you said it was meaningless. Yeah, um, I mean, I did that, say that. We, that. we have to resort to like, uh, you know, making meaningless observations about the number of the strip. <laughs> hey, one, two, three. Uh, and that put one, in, two, three. That put me in mind of the interesting number paradox, which, which, is, which is about... Uh, like it, basically, it's it's the, the assertion that there are no uninteresting numbers. Ah, uh, really? And it yeah, it's a proof by contradiction. It says okay, so if if there exists a non-empty set of an of uninteresting this is from Wikipedia. If there exists a non-empty set of uninteresting numbers, which ju- which is there just be, a way of saying if there are some uninteresting numbers, right? Yeah, but it's a mathematical. Okay, I'm proof, just I'm so trying to follow along so yeah, that I understand. Yeah. I'm trying. To okay. Understand. If if there are no, if there are non-interesting numbers, mm-hmm. then there must be a smallest uninteresting number. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. If there are some numbers yep, that are yep, quote yep. By uninteresting, by definition, how are we define it? There's there a has to be one that's one. the smallest. Yep. But the smallest uninteresting number is itself interesting because it is the smallest uninteresting number. That's I mean, a little subjective. I, I see what I see. Yeah, I, I see mean, what it, they're doing. Look, the whole thing hinges on it I hinges on what, what they're doing. What your definition. It hinges on the definition of interest. And then by definition, that one's interesting, so it's not right. uninteresting, and then you could go yeah. up the chain. Yeah. <sighs> it is, uh, it, Chris, if it, if, if it helps, uh, it probably Wikipedia will. refers to it as a semi-humorous paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, John. Much like our podcast. Does Wikipedia refer to Garfield as a semi-humorous comic? <laughs> Panel one. Uh, panel one. Garfield is lying in his bed box thing mm-hmm. that he has. Head sticking out, body covered. Head in sticking out, 
paws clutching the rim oh, of the yeah, bed. Oh, yeah, he totally is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like he's nervous? He, and his yeah. eyes look alarmed. Mm, eyes wide in terror. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking to himself, John's gonna have me declawed. True. True. Panel two. Basically the same picture, yeah, but he's sort of got the, same the blanket thing. wrapped around his neck there. I, I like that. And he's, it's like he's, like he, he's, he's so scared he's cold. Yeah, you ever yeah have he's that clutching. Feeling? Yeah, he's clutching the blanket yeah. like close to his neck. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. when you're scared, I don't know what it is. It makes you cold. It's like when you think the thought, what a frightening thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like the posture that you would use for that, that <laughs> thought bubble. Uh, and so Garfield is in that posture, uh-huh. and he's thinking, what a frightening thought. A dot, dot, dot. Wholly unnecessary meta-commentary. I mean, ah. Uh, I guess I don't have as much to say about that as I thought I did. But it seems like a weird thing to think. I mean, yeah. I mean, he needed to set up the the final phrase in the next panel. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to momentarily. Yeah, but it's a little weird. We will get to panel three, listeners. Don't worry. It may or may not be momentarily. That's that's not something I can guarantee. It's a little weird. uh, It's like he's thinking, this thought is frightening. Chris, I, sorry, I was trying to remember the difference between momentarily and presently. Mm. Uh, monumentally. Monument, we will get there mon- monumentally. Um, I mean, it does, th- boy, it, it's, it's interesting that we introduced today's strip with a unrelated paradox. Because I feel like there's something, it's not exactly paradoxical. Yeah, momentarily means for a moment. But self-contradictory or so something. You, when you, you say what a Chris, you wouldn't thought. say you wouldn't say we'll get there momentarily. I mean, I I would You'll and say, I we'll, did. Yeah, but you it doesn't mean what I disagree. No, Dis, strongly no, disagree. No, 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 no. Strongly it means for disagree. a moment. You wouldn't say we'll get there for a moment. No, strongly disagree. No, 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 no. You want the word you want is presently. Wait, wait, you we'll get there up, presently. Look that up in the dictionary, right? Yeah, we'll get there presently. Uh, I didn't. Lang- I didn't. I just remember on the internet or something. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Language is a living thing. It's a living, breathing creature, and it's changing oh, all the time. Language is whatever, however people look, use it. Look, people look, use after talking. Look, look after after talking about panel two momentarily. We'll we'll presently get to panel three. People use momentarily to mean soon. They do it all the time. I, you, you were, you've either been bold yeah, no, over. I understand. You've, like, you've yeah, you want to like. Been okay. Totally okay, persuaded like by is, my logic, is, or you're looking you, something you wanna, else up you're online. You're descriptivist versus prescriptivist, and blah blah blah. I'm like, not yeah, a yeah, prescriptivist. But, you know, I'm just saying it's a use. It is a useful description. Of course you are. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not a prescriptivist. I'm a descriptivist. Language is a meaning. Language is a, is a living document. I'm a descriptivist. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like nothing matters. Nothing that's, matters. That's Everything is permitted. <laughs> Look, I Every, won in a landslide, look, John. It was a historic landslide. Everything, everything is boring. Nothing matters. Nothing Let's make is out. true. That's what you're saying. I won in a historic landslide. Yeah, only what forty six out of or no? Uh, it's I don't know. not I at it all creepy that he's constantly touching his daughter like that. <laughs> Nothing is true. Oh God, um, it's so creepy. So, it's so look, creepy. Uh, 
I think the present has arrived. Yeah. So panel let's talk three. About panel three. Panel three. Garfield has withdrawn from the world mm. uh, to the point where only his eyes are visible from underneath the blanket. He has, yeah. He has withdrawn. He's pulled back inwards inside his blanket mm-hmm. as if he were a retractable claw. Oh. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just yeah. thought of that. Yeah. That's good. Um, Thank you. Garfield's thinking. In a continuation of the previous panel's yeah, thought what a bubble. frightening thought, dot, dot, dot. Going through life unarmed. Mm. Unarmed. Which, yeah, it's so a Chris, weird you, way you, of you, you that. wrote the synopsis that I, you wrote the synopses this week. Wow, um, really parting the curtain here, okay. Yeah, you, uh, you, you referenced this, this uh, strip as being about uh, the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do you want to I mean, unpack you know, that a little bit? I, I mean, I feel like there's, uh, I don't know that it's about the Second Amendment, but I would say there are resonances with... It's about Garfield's thoughts about the Second Amendment. I mean, like, okay, so I think it's, there it's, are it's, resonances it's another step removed. With it's the, another step removed. The, the world of the late 1970s or even early 80s, um, this attitude that the world is a dangerous place. Jim Davis is not is not he's not referencing the Second Amendment directly, but he's t- he's he's, he's showing us somebody else viewing the Second Amendment, almost as if you know, looking at uh, uh, shadows on the on the wall of the cave. You know, I'm I'm not going to take that bait. I'm not taking that bait. You don't want to talk about Plato on every strip this week. I mean, look what do I, what I want. And there's what I want, and then there's my duty as a daily Garfield recap podcaster. <laughs> you know, you want to start a daily Plato recap podcast? Fine. What, what, what I, what I want, you got to get and put it in you. you what true. I, uh, yeah. uh, look, um, I think there are resonances with the situation of the United States at this time. Crime has been going up, and people have this attitude of the world is a danger. The outside world is a dangerous place. Like there are people mm. out there, criminals, murderers, rapists. Some of them, I assume, are good people. They're mostly <laughs> from Mexico, and they're you know they're out to get you. And so you have to be armed. And armed yeah. is a weird way of yeah. describing claws because armed refer using armed to refer to like a gun or a weapon or something is already kind of a metaphor. Like yeah. it's your arms, and then taking that to mean claws which is a part of your body is like a weird yeah. double metaphor i don't it's think like, it it's quite like it's like it's like undoing the metaphor or, yeah. Um, or, yeah but yeah, it yeah. does comes back to your claws not your arms like it's a, no it's like it's again it's a thing referencing a thing mm. referencing a thing it's it's yeah. not the it's not the thing it's the you're going to bring person up looking that, at the shadows thing. on the wall again aren't you yeah and i'm just saying it it's it like i mean plato is all over this I'm not rising to that bait. I am not rising to that bait. You just want me to shout at you about Plato again. Um, It's not what I... I mean, no, I kind of like it when you don't shout, but... But, um, I mean, you do what you got to do, you know? I don't know if I... I don't know if I follow you with this shadows on the wall thing, but I do think... I th- well, I was trying to give you a chance to walk back that synopsis because because when I when I brought it up, you said, "Oh, it's not really about the Second Amendment." Well, but- well, I think it's I think it resonates. I I don't I wouldn't say like it's explicitly about the Second Amendment. 
I think it resonates with attitudes towards crime, safety, and yes, gun rights in the 1970s and 80s, and maybe even to today. Like the attitude that you, like you you gotta be armed to protect yourself, and the way Garfield is withdrawing into his bed and putting his head under the blanket, like that withdraw into your protected area. You've got a you've got a weapon to protect yourself, and because the outside world is you know is out to get you. There's been very little in the outside world that is actually out to get Garfield. Like yeah, sometimes I mean, mainly he, he it's just fights with Odie a little bit, but yeah, sometimes Odie accidentally bowls him over, <laughs> and and sometimes the ornery man next door throws flower pots yeah. at him. But he he can he's usually able to handle that pretty adeptly. Did you know, John? Statistically, if you have retractable adeptly. claws, you're most likely to scratch yourself. <laughs> True. I don't care about statistics, man. It's, it's all about feelings. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, John, a lot of other countries, they have, their, their rates of people being scratched by cats are much lower than ours. I'm just saying, Chris, I'm just saying, that didn't I, come you know, out I right. need my claw. I need my claws in case the government tries to come and take me away. Yeah, I mean, that's, look, that's true. Your claws are all that protect all your other rights. Yeah, yeah, they protect your me. other yeah, they protect you from the mean tyranny. Nothing yeah. if you don't have retractable claws. <laughs> exactly. Just to, exactly. To, to defend yourself against tyranny. You know who had retractable claws, John? George fucking uh, Washington. That's who. Yeah. George Washington yeah. and Wolverine had retractable <laughs> claws. And they were both American heroes. Except I think Wolverine is Canadian. Yeah, I think so. I don't know why I would know that. It's weird that you know that. It is. It is weird. I've never yeah. seen any of those movies or read any of those comics. He also calls people bub. <laughs> is that true? I think, That's which I assume awesome. is a Canadian thing. <laughs> no uh, Canadian. Our has Canadian ever listeners me bub. will correct us. No on that. Canadian has ever called me bub. Um. Mm. Yeah. Well. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Um. Hey, William Shatner does say it all the time, though. You've been listening to William Shatner. Incredible retractable claws on that guy. <laughs> also, Celine Dion. Look, incredible. Oh, look, look, look. Retractable all claws. Canadians have retractable claws. Let's be very clear about that. That's why they don't well, need which, guns. Which is That's why they don't uh, need guns, Considering, John. you know, it's it's very hard to legally have claws in Canada. That's why they, you don't retract they have, them. They have very restrictive claws. No, claw that's laws. why they don't need guns, because they have retractable oh. <laughs> claws. Uh, oh. You've been listening to me. That's why, you know... War of 1812 <laughs> went very badly for us because of the retractable. Uh, you've been. Listening. I thought it was because the the British burned down the White House. And then we tried to invade yeah. Canada. Yeah. yeah, the retra the two things two things stopped that invasion in its track. Number one, the harsh Canadian winter. Number two, retractable claws. I mean, that's what stopped Napoleon and Hitler, wasn't it? The harsh Canadian winter. Yeah, but <laughs> the Russians didn't have retractable claws. Uh, Napoleon and Hitler, I think, were mostly a victim of hacking. Victims of hacking. Oh. Yeah, a lot of fake news during the siege of Stalingrad. <laughs> um, it was just flying around. Uh. Can we end this? <laughs> You're hosting. I know. You're hosting, just, I can't stop. Um, 
Come You've on. been listening to Being Jim Davis, bub. Uh, Chester A. Arthur's favorite podcast. You can support the program by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Visit the blog, www.beingjimdavis.com. You can leave us a comment there. You can email us, info at beingjimdavis.com. You want tickets for the Philadelphia Live Show on Christmas Eve, email us, tickets at beingjimdavis.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at beingjimdavis. Uh, shop at our Cafe Press. That's cafepress.com slash beingjimdavis. Uh, something about Facebook. There's a group or something. It's Being Jim Davis also. Follow me at Dr. Underscore Garfield. Chris, do you think it's confusing for the listener at all Probably. That, that some of our announcements are real and some of them are fake? I mean, I look, I have I don't know about the Facebook group. I'm not on Facebook, but I've heard it's a real thing. Oh I mean, do you think people are like like some guy out there is like, you know, I'd really like to buy a, a mug with Russian Garfield But I on think it. they're joking but, about that. Yeah, when I looked up the, this, you know, Philadelphia live show thing and found that it was totally fake. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> if you look up, wait, how? I'd like fool me once. There's nowhere. Fool me once, shame on me. So like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to this. I'm not gonna spend money on Cafe Press when I think it's totally fake. Number one, number one. I don't think if you looked up our Philadelphia live show, you would, you would, <laughs> you would come to like Snopes.com where it has been discredited. Um. Not yet. Number but two. Somebody, number somebody two, will write that article. Let's be very clear. There will be a Christmas Eve being Jim Davis live show. We have we have agreed to that, right? Yeah. It's called our Philadelphia live show. Now, will it be in Philadelphia? Well, I mean, how do you define the Philadelphia metropolitan area, John? Yeah, we're recording from inside the Liberty Bell. How we talked about we this. We said we had rented out the Liberty Bell. That part probably <laughs> false. How large is the Philadelphia metropolitan, like the greater Philadelphia metropolitan live area? Does it include, does it extend to Kansas City? Possibly. I'm not, I'm not an employee of well, the Kansas, U.S. Kansas Census. City, Missouri or Kansas City, Kansas? Uh, I don't think we've chosen a location yet. So I don't think it reaches Kansas, but, but it might reach KCMO. It will be called our Philadelphia Christmas Eve live show. And I'm at Inscrutable Taco. Thanks for listening, and goodbye for now. We'll see you again tomorrow in Philadelphia. Same cat time, same cat channel. Philadelphia. Philadelphia.